Um, the ways that we do Q&As here at Arts House is to begin actually by inviting you to turn to your next door neighbour, could be someone that you came with or someone that's just happening to be sitting next to you, and you've got a minute each just to reflect on that intense, incredible experience that we've just had. So one person speak to the other person about what they felt, and if there is a question, if there is a response that you're identifying um, as you speak, just hold on to that and then we'll be able to ask these guys some questions about um, the experience. So a minute each, turn to your next door neighbour and download. Take that back to New York. <laughs> Okay, another minute. I think he's staying at our hotel. Okay. Briefly, but I was like, I, I can't remember his name for the life yeah, of me. Yeah. It was just too easy. Philip. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. So he's a big supporter of yes. Arts House. Yeah. Uh, well, not specifically no. directly in Arts House, but definitely. Um, he's very interested in dance. And dance House is another similar space to Arts House. Okay. But obviously focused on dance and right, right. Yeah, so he's done but yeah and he comes to see a lot and he supports artists a lot. Good. Yeah. Mm. Well it's nice to see him here. Yeah. Ben. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds like a, a natural lull. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I might just throw it right over because I'm sure people have got lots of questions. So, hands up. Who's got a response or a question for either Okwe or Peter, who's the designer? And the director. And director. And Okwe is writer and performer. Did you go to Peter and say, I've got this idea, and 
Sorry, I'm just going to jump in because we're recording this. I'm just going to paraphrase that question because it won't be caught. So basically, we want to know about the process. How did you make it? How much of it relates to your own life? Right. Um, well, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's uh, the first letter, the first note is based on a note that was actually written. I do not have it anymore. It was, um, my mother did discover it. I had saved it. It was discovered. And it was a very traumatic experience because I had to convince her that I was the one asking all of the questions and not the person providing all of the answers. So it, it left a kind of indelible mark, this note. Um, and, and also uh, my friend who was the other girl, um, uh, I always had, I started to have questions and there were rumors about, you know, how she was getting the information that she had because she knew a lot. And at, at one moment, you know, at, at one moment, you know, you're thinking, oh, that's really empowered and fantastic. And, and I was working on this as I was pregnant and realized I was having a girl and I thought, I do want this girl to absolutely possess every part of her body and every, you know, and all of the pleasure that might come from it. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, how does she begin to understand and discover that? And um, so all of these things, so there were questions of innocence that I was having and I thought, and I was thinking about this girl and the rumors swirling around this girl and, um, and just growing up in the Bronx and all of the incredible girls that I grew up with and so many of them had strange pieces of information and then there were like um, um, beautiful moments of innocence and I just wanted to somehow make something that reflected the complex interiority and the dynamic uh, relationships. I wanted to do that through language too somehow, especially because I always feel that, that there's a dearth of um, uh, representations of that kind of complexity around girls of color in, in urban environments. And I wanted to make, um, I, I really wanted to make um, a, a space. Uh, and, um, uh, and as for Peter, he is my partner and we work together all the time. Um, and, you know, I start maybe writing something and then we start to talk about it and then he starts thinking about the space and we argue and then he starts thinking about light. He's just like, well, what if we did this or what, you know, and, and even when it comes to movement, um, I start to generate movement Then he looks at it and he's like, well, what about this, <laughs> you know? So I have to say that there's a kind of synergy in a, a moment where, I mean, I'm largely doing the writing, but even Peter is like, well, do you think you're missing something or, you know what I mean? So we, we have that kind of thing. And, um, um, and then we make the sound together, which was quite complicated today and not totally intentionally. Um, but uh, we, 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 yeah, we kind of, it's just like, He's also my husband. We have a child. He's the father of my child. And um, so, <laughs> like, 
So it's just like, you know, the, of our child. Sorry. He's the father of our child. Sorry. And, um... <laughs> uh, I did a lot of the early work, though. Um, so, like... <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of nice because... We can get out of a rehearsal room and we can go home and you put the child to bed and then be like, okay, remember you were talking about this thing? So it's kind of nice because we can just work all the time. I mean, you know. I think that's really, for me, it's reflected in the piece that it feels like it loops back in on itself constantly, that it's a constant sort of reflection and exploration. Right, right. Yeah, in a... And, and actually, in terms of the design, I think, um, you know, it's, it's sort of both incredibly claustrophobic but also <laughs> spacious. And it, it's, uh, yeah, it feels like the two of you have created this really intense, interesting dynamic, contrary dynamics. Mm. you going to say something, Peter? Well, I'll just, I'll just add that it's, it's uh, like who said, it's great that we get to work together and then the work home together, but that's also obviously a double-edged sword um, and that you can never stop working together or thinking about stuff. Um, and, I, and, I, and I agree, I think the piece kind of reflects that idea in that we get so bound up in it that there's no... Uh, for want of a better word, like a distance from it. There's no... So even though I'm theoretically on the outside of it and Oku's on the inside of it, we're both very bound up in it. So that to a certain extent, there's no like third person coming in and being like, oh, well, this is what it's like for somebody who hasn't been working on it intensely for the last, right. last nine months. And I, and I feel like for us, that's a good thing, you know, to, to be so bound up in it that we're not... <laughs> we totally lack perspective. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new kind of dramaturgy. <laughs> did you have a question? I, I did. Um, and it was, it seems simple and silly, but can you see the audience? And the reason I ask that is, I am, it's, it's just so mind-blowing for me that someone could do, be on stage and say everything that you said and be doing what you, you're doing So the question is, can you see the audience? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, it's sometimes, okay, there's so much sweat in my eye. And like, especially in the beginning, I basically had an incredible amount of salty sweat in my eye. And I usually can see the audience, I can see everybody, but I was blinded sometimes tonight. And that's always a bit weird. Um, um, but again, even that first part is about, that first part happens and whatever the, the result of that first part is, that's what's happening, right? So I'm blinded. But what I can see, I saw you and Quentin. I mean, I, there are many of you that I do remember seeing when the lights happen and, um, and it's true, there's a kind of, it's like this, I consider this a kind of spectacle of intimacy. Um, I, I think that 
to have you all here in this space with me is a kind of act of generosity on your part as well. And so there is a kind of psychic web that I hope we can get entangled in together and that I can generate. And I want to see you and I want you to see me. And it's frightening to me too, you know, sometimes there's a guy who's falling asleep, you know. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like, to sort of to try to create a landscape where everything is actually permissible, you know, that, that I can see you, that you can see me, that people can fall asleep, people can walk out. You know what I mean? Like, to, to how do we, you know, we make this, I don't know, this beautiful little, we, we weave this kind of web, but it's all right for people to fall in and out. But there is, the gaze has to be, there's something powerful about looking and being looked at and um, you're, you know what I mean? Like that you're all looked at and you're, that you're all an essential component of this piece and of this moment. And I don't want to deny th that I'll just add, yeah, one, one of the things I think intimacy is a great word for it is, is um, and that we want to kind of experiment with is bringing you into the environment of the piece and not just, and kind of breaking, ultimately you are the audience and she is the performer, but kind of making that um, a, a, a permeable. It's not an experiment, it is. Hmm? Well, for us, it's an experiment. But the idea that, um, and why, why we wanted everybody sitting so close to you, yeah. is this idea that um, we want you to feel like you're in Oakley's world, or you're in this character's world, and you're not watching somebody on stage who you're somehow separate from. No, she did look at us. Yes, I did. I was looking at you. <laughs> I remember you were sitting right there. <laughs> And I know, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I think that there is so much performance now, too, that people are doing immersive, very immersive things. You know, you're the play, the, something happens at a bar, so you're at a bar. It happens at a hotel, you're in a hotel, um, which is cool, this place for that. I, I don't want to do that. Um, at least not at the moment. I don't see it in my, the near future for myself because I believe that there is also another kind of um, immersion, right? And I want to figure out what, what is that other immersion, um, um, the primal immersion uh, of the imagination, right? Um, um, what, can the body, what can the body in a room in the moment generate? And so that's also why that first... Uh, half hour, it's it's strange to me because I feel like the first 15 minutes, I'm like, people should walk in, out. There was someone who was in here, there was a phone that went off and it was the most repellent like pop music that I'd ever heard. And I thought, what the fuck is going on, right? I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's their awful ringtone. What am I gonna, you know, I'm still, you know, so there's that 15, like anything can happen again. Um, but I do feel like I'm starting an engine Right, I'm 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 starting to condition the room, 
I'm trying, I'm starting to sort of send out certain molecular reactions and It's not the Bronx, but it is. There are kids at a playground. Yeah, Peter. What? That's Peter's find. Wherever. Yeah. But there's always sound in the beginning. It's just very. It's it's low. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's not. And I'm not. And I don't even think of myself as dancing. Yeah. But <laughs> you can call it what you will. That's all right. <laughs> Who knows? You don't know what you can do until you start doing it. And then you're just like, whoa, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Try it. Start five minutes and 10 minutes, 15. So did you develop that movement? Because it felt, it feels like a practice. It feels like a, a trance practice. Yeah, yeah. And did that, yeah, did, where I did started, you draw I, that from? I was thinking of, you know, before, you know, the whole twerking thing, right? And I was just like, what the hell is this twerk? People have been doing this shit for ages. It's just, you know, but, but you know, it's just everyone's like, you know, there's, you know, it gets viral. So so-and-so is twerking. And there's a three-year-old twerking in the supermarket. And like, people have been doing this kind of thing forever. But anyway, so I kind of, you know, sometimes when I'm beginning a practice or I'm thinking about, as I was thinking about the girls and I was starting to write, um, I always start to try to find a kind of some some movement, something that I feel is, is quintessential to the character, and so I find that and I start to work that, and I just started to do this thing, and then allowing it to transform and morph into something that doesn't look right, that's <laughs> like you know just kind of letting it go wrong, and and what happens and. You know, it's also about, uh, you know, I just started to think of that piece sometimes as a prologue. You know what I mean? It's just everything you see there is going, you're going to see it again. Or it's, it's somehow it's telling you something about what's about to happen. Um, and I did a version of that for an hour uh, in, a in, a, in a, the River to River Festival in Lower Manhattan in New York. Peter designed a huge pool kind of like a wading pool with linoleum and, you know, uh, eight, um, cassette tapes and a, like a chair and <laughs> old magazines and and um, and it was in water and we, I did it for an hour and then psh, fell in the water and it was quite beautiful. And then I thought of that as kind of doing the entire performance but without, lang without spoken language. But anyway, so yeah, that, that, it is a practice. That is a, the practice, but it comes from trying to remember these girls. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, maybe I didn't answer that part of the for your question. Um, are they me, as in, I feel like they are contained within me, or I am attempting to hold them within me. And so ultimately the character, you know, there is, and also I'm always interested in 
um, the unreliability of memory and the unreliable narrator. And, you know, when you stop trusting the person, the only, the, the, your main source of information. Um, so it gets, it gets very, very slippery. And, um, and uh, hopefully there is confusion even with her as to who, who the girl is, like, and whether there is more than, is there, are there two girls? Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's only one girl. Um, but it is also my reflecting on containing all of these possible trajectories of things happening. Um, but to give space too to the beauty of the dreams of some girls, you know. I mean, and I, I did practice lucid dream training when I was a kid with a friend. So that's also something that, you know, I know I don't know if a lot of people know, but this is actually the this a kind of refrain in the piece is the dream training, this attempt to somehow manage the subconscious. Um, So a question about the lights and the symbolism of them. Like I don't necessarily think along those lines and I think um, it's, it's more that, you know, sitting in the audience myself, I start to think, oh, that could be this or that could be that. But in thinking about it, it's more, um, I guess certain ideas, whether they're symbols or not, you know, the idea of lighting that you see within the space, you know, that it's, I mean, at some point you have, in this piece we felt, or I felt that we had to compromise and use actual, like, theatrical lighting as well, so you could see what was going on, but kind of the idea that you see the light sources within the space and those create their own kind of world of light and shadow, um, and that it's very low to the ground. Um, and kind of also uh, trying to think about what people from maybe our generation grew up with in people's homes, you know, who maybe, uh, what kind of lamps they might have had. And then also in this landscape that's kind of like a dream landscape or a landscape that's kind of overgrown, you know, kind of like a vacant lot that all this stuff has been strewn into and, and this, this person is in this space somehow. And so kind of evoking that idea. There's something very particular about the fact that they've got the cellophane still on them. It really com is very... Um, I mean, that's, that goes to that kind of idea, I don't know, and too, this is a, a thing maybe for my generation, our generation, of when people would grow up and they'd buy a couch and they'd immediately cover it with plastic, you know, as if like 10 years from now, <laughs> yeah, 10 years from now, I want this couch to be still pristine, so I'm going to buy these plastic covers. And that same kind of idea of like, you know, you, you want to buy a lamp and then... <clears throat> somehow the use of it gets weighed out with like you're not wanting it to ever change or ever right. to become dirty in some way. Yeah, never soiled. 
Wow. And then to see it again tonight was wonderful. I felt very lucky. I just wanted to ask about how the piece may have evolved and how performatively you um, continue to to come in and do the piece. Yeah. How how you keep yourself, I don't know, in, engaged with it. I suppose. Yeah. For that time. So the question is how you keep engaged with the piece as you're performing it over some years and in many different contexts and continents? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I just think that, um, well, thank you for coming to see it again um, first. And um, um, I'm a fan, obviously, of doing things over and over again for long <laughs> periods of time. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I feel like that, <laughs> I just figure, I feel like I figure it out more you know, I mean, I think the coil, doing it in coil was great. I was doing another show while uh, I was doing Julie Taymor's A Midsummer Night's Dream. I was playing Hippolyta. <laughs> um, and so, like, towards the end, as we were getting ready to mount this, I was working on this and, and doing this other show six days a week, and it felt like... Um, I was still getting rehearsal time for this because, you know, once you mount a show, sometimes you have daytime. But it was like very, I felt like it was... <sighs> and finally, I got, we got to do it at Coil and then we toured it. Um, and um, I just feel like I can really eat it. But it also feels a little bit like, you know, oh, I don't know if I should do that again. And when we were, we took it to Portland in September and I remember thinking this is the last time I'm gonna do this. Like, I see the end point. I see like 2016, like April, and I'm like, that's it for me, I think. Um, and I'll get somebody else to do it. <laughs> Cause I kind of wanna see it, you know? Um, and I'm tired sometimes. And, um, but, but like I said, it's just, it is still, you, you find like it, it has, um, yeah, it has it's it gets roots in you. It roots in you, and there are little. It's just you just find. I I say it's a cheat, but I get to that thirty minutes, and it just it's it is it's like shedding skin, right? So every time I do that, I feel like I'm just a different person. Like it's like a different thing after that for me. Are you a dancer? It's, it's interesting too, this the different audiences as well. And that's the great thing about doing something live is just the energy that you get and then it's returned. And I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, the idea of it, the piece essentially beginning before anyone comes in. Yeah. And that, and this is always this weird thing where we're trying to figure out how exactly to do it. Because it's nice when people come in and they, they just come into the space like a normal theater. Like you, when you normally come to see a theater thing, you're sitting there, okay, it's gonna start in 10 minutes, you're looking at your program, and then you're like, oh, oh well, I guess somebody, somebody's over there. You know, and, and, and kind of the collective 
feeling of when an audience starts to focus. Sounds like they decide together. Yeah, they decide when it begins or when, when you know, to shift from like I'm in the outside to the, in the inside. And it's interesting because the thought that I've been having lately is because we've begun working on a new piece that is about a year away from now. Um, but then working on this, at the, performing this at the same time, and obviously I see it every night because I'm working on calling the, the cues and things like that, and, I, and I'm constantly thinking, I'm like, wow, this is such a good show. <laughs> you know, how are we going to do a show as good as this again next time? You know, this is like, you know. But I think, well, yeah, there's a... I know. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's, that's the interesting thing about the show, and obviously I've yeah. probably seen it more than anyone else, but just this idea that there are you know, you, you know you've, you've kind of discovered something interesting when you can continue to, to, to mine that or continue to, like, like, go into that area and be like, okay, well, it's, you know, the, the landscape has shifted a little bit, you know, and, and I'm, in, I'm still interested in exploring that landscape. But, I mean, it's funny because I actually don't judge this show as, like, a good show or a bad show. I mean, especially for me, I feel like it's just, it's a thing. It's like a, it's like a, it's a living thing that I have to encounter. Do you know what I mean? So that, in, that's, that's an encountering. So it doesn't kind of, it almost, I mean, it's nice to have an audience, but I can do this show by myself. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? Do you know? But like, but I could and go somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I start to just like I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, or you know, I can't see. I mean, there's a lot happening, and then I start to. Anyway, you don't want to know what I think of, but I have like a lot. I have such a another landscape happening, an another map through that, right? Because that's loosely scored. You know, I have some vocabulary and I have markers, you know, um, but the idea of trying to score it so that I have a path, but also keep it open so that I can let the other voices in and the things in that, um, no, it's, it's, um, it's a thing, yeah. But it's nice to not feel like I'm judging it by the terms in which, as an actor, in other shows, things are judged, or yeah, the audience, they were okay, or you know, you, you're all snarky, and it's just like, no, I don't, you know, you have a task and a thing, and you have a thing to do. And um, anyway, I don't know. I th yeah, sorry, just to say, I think we've probably got time for a couple more questions, and then, sorry, yeah, so one there and one there, yeah. Well, you're the first person who's done that, dear. <laughs> um, no kidding. No, no. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it's not me. She's not me. 
Do you know what I mean? There are pieces of it that are me and there are ways in which it's set up so I say things and you can say, oh, that's you. I mean, I do that in the writing, but this like, this is really a character. It's not like Oakley. Some things, yeah, I mean, sure, there was a point where I was in school and I was called ugly a lot. Oh, no, but not, but, saying, not saying that, but, like, that I can imagine it would evoke a lot of people to come and, and right. tell you how, you know, tell, tell you what it freaks that makes you want to say. Right, imagine a way, no. <laughs> no, they never do. They, no, no, no. <laughs> but I think, yeah. Okay, wait, so we had one question here. So the question is how you support each other in the work, particularly given it's not completely scripted or, yeah. Yeah, I have moments of wanting to back away every day. Every time I do, before I do it, I'm like, I'm going to do it, it's going to be okay. Um, but, but it is set. I mean, there's a map through it, do you know, or the language is set, do you know, the text. Um, do you know what I mean? So there, it's definitely not like, it's not free form, but I have space. So the structure obviously saves me. You know, it's not, um, in a way, there's something about it that's quite contained. You know, like it's a, there's a secret container, right? It's always trying to burst through it, but then it comes back and so, do you ever want to protect me, save me? <laughs> I was, I was going to say, that's the problem, is that she's, she's like, don't you ever want to protect me? And I guess, and, you know, because well, the show will be over and I'll come downstairs and it'll be like, you know that moment there, can we work on that? And she'll be like, I just finished the show, can't you say it was wonderful, honey? And I'm like, well, of course. I'm like, if... And that's my problem, because I'm like, well, it goes without saying, it was wonderful, come on now. But can you work on that one moment right. there a little bit? It's weird, yeah. Because it's, it's this weird thing, too, where I guess all my nurturing goes to our daughter, so. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, I guess my impulse and is, is to just really push, push things, and whether it's I don't necessarily think it's in reaction to the milieu that we're in of, of you know, seeing other pieces or, or feeling dissatisfied with other things that we see. But for me, it's, it's more, um, and maybe this is the compliment, you know, that I believe in the infinite possibility of what Oakley can do. And so I'm constantly like, you can do, you know, because you, know, you could do more, you could do more. And, but you know, but that's coming out of this. Uh, that's coming out of this feeling of like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it's just it's coming out of this this feeling or this 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 um, 
I, I don't. I don't even know. I, Make sure you sound too paternalistic. I've never even tried to articulate it. No, no, just this feeling of like you know, I really believe in the work that Oakley does, and 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 you know, uh, she. I don't know. It's like you know, we 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 our uh, our daughter right now is really into female superheroes, and and it's and. I'm, I'm just talking off the top of my head here. That's, not, that's not, not, nothing I've thought about before. Um, and that's hard for him. Whoa. No, no. She's, she's not, she's almost four. She's four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would just be like, why is mama doing that? Like, why doesn't she stop moving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to... Uh, yeah. We were at a summer camp over the summer where we didn't do the show, but we did a presentation of it. And, and or not even, we didn't, not present, we showed video from the beginning of it. Oh, that's right. Of the, the first letter. And, and we didn't even realize that it was like a teenagers at this yeah. camp. But most of the kids were teenagers and they, were, they, were, they went crazy they for went it. Crazy. They were like, is she going to go there? She went there. She went there. She went there. And then, and, and that's something we haven't, I don't know if we'll even get a chance before Oakley has decided to end doing the well, performances. I, mean, I, I won't do it. But you know, if we'll ever get to that chance where we'll, we'll have an audience, I don't think we should have an audience of 11-year-olds, but, you know, where we'll have an audience of high schoolers who, you know, kind of one of the 11-year-olds in this is kind of in, a, in, in that, you know, has been put in that place, but you know, to to perform for the, an audience who who has never seen a show where they're like, oh my gosh, they're they're really speaking something that nobody else is going to speak to us yeah, in that way. I just think that there are some formal things that might be really hard for some high schoolers to go through, like some of the durational thing. You know, what I mean, I I just don't know that I necessarily want to subject myself to a bunch of high schoolers because just, I don't, you know, yeah, I, there's, I'm doing enough, you know what I mean? Like, why do I need that? Um, okay, so, I think, we, anyway. yeah, we've probably got one more question and then we can meet at the bar. And... I have a question. It was sort of relating to what the, la the last two questions, actually, um, but it might... Yeah, I'm not sure how to phrase it, so I can't wait for it to be paraphrased. <laughs> but it was kind of more about, like, your, I guess your roles, um, obviously as director and writer and dramaturg, and um, I guess, like, what were your conversations or your decisions around taking the language from when it was kind of based on inference and metaphor to, like, a kind of quite a racially confrontational way, like mm -hmm. where you really got into those sort of stereotypes that are quite confronting and like how conscious, like I mean sort of what were, what were your decisions around that? Was it part of the character's experience or was it something that you sort of overlaid onto the experience for the viewer? Does that make sense? So I'm going to say that's something to do with where the poetic meets the characterisation. Okay, can I try? No, okay. I'll try. So, you're trying to, you're asking um, how much, when did I make the decision or when were the decisions made 
to go into some kind of very racially charged language, uh, moving from something that may have been sort of less, uh, you use the word stereotype, so I was gonna avoid that, but you know, I, I'm assuming that you may have been asking, when did I move from maybe uh, a more distinct and unknown relationship between the girls into sometimes some things that might signify racial, um, like denigrating, racially denigrating things or sort of bringing in a racial aspect? Is that kind of ish? Keep helping me, yeah. There's one note. There's one note, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so that for me, like the language of people, uh-huh. that was definitely a kind of like, quite, quite a profound shift mm-hmm. from like experiences of these girls and their relationships mm-hmm. to that particular like that first section I guess. And then it, it then it was repeated and we came back to it later. Mm-hmm. And do you and, and you were asking if I was doing that for the viewer too? Like no, no, oh I'm sorry. Sorry, initially I said which is again mm-hmm. the Okay, how were both of us making the decisions? What were the conversations we had around bringing in some of the more racially charged language that to you seemed a bit alien and apart from the relationship of the girls? No. You're, are you, from, if I overlaid it, if I, none, okay. Uh, it's, I love a question that isn't really a question. I mean, no, no, I do. I, I might because you're because you're thinking through it. I get it. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because it's hard to hear that language. It's easier to hear like you know sucking his dick than it is to hear nigga 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 nigga. Um. <laughs> yeah. I generally, when I'm making stuff, I don't think about the viewer. I just think about myself. But that, but you weren't. But that's. I, I just. I feel like, for me, there's a kind of. Because one of the things I was thinking about was like Jane Eyre. You know, <laughs> like I was really, I was really into the, these gothic novels. I was inter- interested in the epistolary form as a way to reveal relationships and a narrative. And so I wanted to push myself and see how far I could go with um, exploring the relationship of these girls only through notes. Because also thinking about the gothic and darkness, the notes that we pass to each other in class as being this kind of, you know, secret uh, universe, the the back alley, the the undergrowth. um, And the teachers have no idea They know we're passing them, but they don't necessarily know the contents unless they confiscate them. So I was just interested in all of these things. I was like, what if we could kind of inject into something like Jane Eyre some of the things that we're talking about and thinking about, right? Especially around questions of virtue, because a lot of those novels always end up 
sort of revealing what might be the sort of innate virtue of a particular heroine, even if she's cast into the dark, deep dregs of society. And so I just was really interested in black girls and virtue and love and um, what we reveal in notes and letters and thinking about text and language. And um, so I just was pushing myself. I just was going, you know, the nature of the notes it's kind of like back and forth. We understand that the girl has this recurring dream. The idea of the dream training gets um, introduced. You understand something about the relationship of the two girls, like even though one is supposed to be guiding the other, but you know, one is like the sex teacher, but actually the other one is trying to guide the other in terms of uh, cleaning out her subconscious, right? Um, and it and 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 it's not working, and it gets entangled, and it's just the girl who is not being saved from her, that dreamscape, because something is happening to her. Like, it's just her, she just starts to go off on the girl, right? So I was actually building this relationship, and so that's where that comes from, do you know what I mean? Like, at one point, it's just like, what is the, what are all the ugliest things I can say to you, <laughs> you know? Um, um, so it's a, it's, it's, it's just, for me, it was a kind of, um, a dramatic, a kind of arc, and then it all breaks apart. I call it the middle passage, where, <laughs> and then I'm like, then I come out to all of you, you know, and then it's just like, we've abandoned the notes, the project has failed, right, that part. Um... How much did Peter, I mean, we, we had conversations, like at one point you were maybe tired of the letters, but I kind of wanted to keep pushing it. Well, I, I think on, on, and you're probably gonna correct me on this. I think one of the things that we were talking about was how much is, uh, do we want to be, um, how much is it a, a narrative that is pieced together for you, and how much is a narrative that's fragmented that you are, you grasp at these pieces and, and kind of piece them together. Um, and like one of the things that Oak we kind of talked about earlier that, and that we both still kind of debate about or have different views of is the kind of resolution at the end of whether you're like, well, this is what happened, and how much do we want to give that to you in terms of what we think happened and how much do we want it to just be like, and then you have to be like, okay, I think this is what happened. Um, and towards that end, I think in the beginning, we wanted, you know, there were these disparate notes that Oak we had written that we weren't necessarily sure, okay, this note, it wasn't clear like, okay, here was a day of notes and this note came first and this note came next and this note came next. And Well, I'm talking about the, the process of, anyway, so, so, and here you get the real view of the process. <laughs> um, but kind of just, in that one thing that the notes reveal is this kind of push and pull that young women maybe would have with each other, if like one moment you want to hurt them and the next minute you want to draw them in close to you and... Um. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Um, but that, you know, in, in the end, and, and this idea of where does language come from and where, where does your idea of who you are come from and how you view yourself as beautiful or not beautiful and how much of that derives from what people say to you, whether it's your best friend or your mother's boyfriend or your boyfriend and all these different, how do you assimilate those things? And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about not, I'm not talking for you. I'm talking about from my perspective, watching it and, and thinking about it is, is, you know, and my kind of creative desire is to put these pieces out there for you to assemble. It's not a puzzle where you're like, okay, now I've figured out where all the pieces are going together. It's more like... <laughs> It's more like Legos without the, without the instruction manual of like, okay, I understand there are all these pieces and I could put them together like this and make a car. Or I could put them together like this and I've, I've made this. Or, you know, that, that I'm left with enough pieces and enough questions and enough of a narrative push that makes me want to do that and makes me want to find out, well, okay, I want to I make sense of what I just watched. But without saying... You know, I get it. I'm done. Yeah. I, yeah. So I know we have to go soon. I guess I just also want to say, you know, the only the reason I was wincing a little bit was especially around this. I, I get so concerned when I hear people talk about how women treat each other and, you know, sort of these catty, you know, and I, don't, and I right. And I, yeah, because that's exactly what I mean, because I don't think it's just women. I think they, I'm trying to reflect a complicated relationship that is actually perhaps an interior, a fully interior relationship. Like perhaps there is no other little girl, you know what I mean? So I just want to, I, I guess, concerned about, because I have incredible relationships with women and I don't like understand people who are like I don't have any women for I don't get it um uh, gosh I was gonna say I'm so I don't know what was I else gonna say but yeah but I don't like the idea of women being catty I don't think that that's like the truth I think we have complicated relationships and and we are constantly trying and these two girls this girl is trying to get in they're trying to get into each other you know what I mean? They're just, they're, they're trying to like, I, what I remember about some of those relationships is we were trying to like, you know, bond in the deepest, craziest ways. Um, and then there would be blowback. Um, but I, but um, I also think that um, I have to have a path through it. So I make decisions. And he doesn't necessarily have to agree with them. And so it's kind of beautiful about this relationship is to make a piece where, I mean, I hate that about, you know, some directors. They're just like, I have to know exactly what you're doing and I have to understand why because this is, the play is happening in my mind and what I put, or the performance is happening in my mind and what I put out there has to be the thing that's in my mind. And I'm like, it fucking isn't. It can't be. And that is lame, you know what I mean? Because we are not in your mind. When your mind meets another person, is it just your mind then doing stuff? No. Open it up, right? So that's a nice thing about us. Um, um, <laughs> a, On that note. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Okwi, and thank you, Peter. Oh.
That was, well, yeah, incredibly generous. Thank you for sharing, you know, all of that and your relationship and your honesty. Right, and she had a question. Yeah. Okay. In the bar? In the bar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. It's such a thank pleasure you. to be here in Arts House.